Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Kafaru Cast. It's actually 2 p.m. Thursday, but this is the first time for me. I generally don't pay, make it past noon, but we had a, a guest that, uh, well, I think between the two of us have tried four times uh, and have not got her on yet. Uh, but this, I brought this up before as far as me getting on test replacement therapy, and Jessica is the one that helped me out with all of that with FitMD. So thanks for coming on. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I, I bounced on you last time. I think I flew to Michigan. I had to do something, so I kind of screwed you over, so I apologize. It's all good. Every, <laughs> basically, we would plan it, and then I'd, I would just be waiting for you to cancel. <laughs> I know. I'm an asshole. I'm sorry. It's all, after your discussion today, I could see why you would do that. It's definitely your fault, for sure. Yeah, I can't get out of that one. I'd like to lie, but uh, I can blame other people. It just doesn't generally work. So, uh, But... Uh, a little background. I, well, how long ago was it now? Six months, maybe? Mm, yeah, I think it's been about six months now. Yeah. So you guys, um, when I say you guys, you have two offices, I guess, but one of them is right by Rocky Mountain Specialty Gear, which is great because I shoot my bow there every day. I'm going there after this. You guys, it's kind of Rocky Mountain and a couple little shops and then uh, a big gym, Armburst Gym, and then you guys are attached to that. Mm-hmm. So I went over there and got all my blood work done and then uh, asked you about a million and a half questions. And then we got started on, and I'll let you go into that, everything I'm taking. But I've mentioned that a few times on the podcast, and I got a ton of questions about stuff I have no idea about. So I just figured we'd talk about that today. Yeah, I would love to. I I did another um, podcast and didn't realize how I take it for granted because this is what I've done since I came out of school. Yeah. Um. So I take it for granted that people still kind of don't know about it or there's misinformation. And so I really enjoy uh, helping to dispel that or inform people. Yeah. So for me, let's go. We'll just kind of do a brief rundown of how messed up I am and then what I kind of tested out at or what we can remember on that. And then a lot of the questions I've got. Um, so I've had uh, some head injuries, which from what I've been told can affect your uh, testosterone levels. I've also had done uh, steroids in the past and yeah, bad, bad boy. And so those two things, I guess, can affect it. And I didn't really start noticing any kind of a difference till I got closer to like 40. I'm 42 now. And it wasn't like this crazy difference, but I was losing kind of like motivation. I wasn't probably recovering as well. Um, and it was just in general, kind of like tired. And then you'd want to, well, for me, I try to fake it with caffeine, which I knew wasn't good. And so Rogan initially had talked about it and I asked him about it and he was like strongly encouraging it. Um, mostly cause some people genetically just don't pr produce that much test from what I understood and then just, um, you know, due to prior steroid use, genetics, head injuries or whatever, you can have a deficit. So for me, how bad was I? Was I like a four something from my, <laughs> you got that on your phone there? Yes. I'm pulling, oh, it's not too, well, huh. total was 518 yeah. and your free was, which I usually focus on the available testosterone to you was seven, seven ish. So what should I have been on the of like free testosterone? So for this lab and this reference range, which is different, you know, everywhere, mm -hmm. by the way, they're all using different machines and um, different methods. But for this one, the top end is 27. So the range is 1.9 to 27. You're sitting at seven. 
Gotcha. So it had room to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, but normal. Yeah. Which yeah. we talked about. Yeah. Considered normal. So what are the different things? Like we looked at my uh, growth hormone levels and then my free test and test. What all are you when someone comes in like like I did? When someone comes in, what do they expect when they, they get kind of the package from you guys? What all do you guys offer and what are you looking for? So um, we do some pretty comprehensive lab testing, which I think is good. There's a lot of places where they're they're just checking the very, the very basic things, a prostate marker and your total testosterone, and they have enough from that. But we're, we're doing all of the baseline kind of usual tests like blood counts, uh, liver kidney function, blood sugar, cholesterol, uh, thyroid, a full panel. And then we're looking at um, a full testosterone panel as well, not just the total, looking at your sex hormone binding globulin, which I'd be happy to explain, um, and then estrogen levels in a man and a PSA for his prostate health. So a comprehensive look. We don't do every test all the time, but mm-hmm. that's a good baseline for people. Mm-hmm. And then you guys also checked my... You had that thing I stood on, and it tells me how hydrated I am, how fat I am. <laughs> it did uh, kind of a body map workup as far as um, it does your body mass index, correct? Mm-hmm. And I, I skipped one on the labs, and it's one you specifically mentioned, but the IGF-1 for your growth hormone. Yeah. Um, production is kind of a surrogate marker. But the other thing you're mentioning is our body composition scale. We use an in-body mm-hmm. um, so that we're looking at more than just your weight. We're trying to look at your actual composition, how much muscle, how much water, how much fat. Gotcha. So I'm going to break this down for rednecks like myself. That uh, So for what I was looking for when I came in was just not a, I didn't want to go back to the when I was 20 or, I mean, I would have loved that. I just really wanted to kind of feel better throughout the course of the day, maybe help a little bit with recovery, um, a little bit more with motivation, Um, And as a man, anytime your sex drive goes up, that's also a bonus. And so those were the things I was like looking for, not really knowing exactly what I was going to get out of it. And so that is exactly what I got when I've I've probably maybe 150, 200 messages about this from guys of, hey, um, here's what I'm experiencing. And that's just how podcasts work, right? That's they're going to ask me. I I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I, I was like, well, this is what happened. And so. What would you say like our big red flags for people or say red like blinking lights that maybe sh- they should get their ass into a uh, a clinic like yours or a facility like yours and get tested? There's definitely a couple top on my list mm-hmm. and I see the I see a range of people who you know I see people who have like one kind of major issue maybe it's just libido um and then other people who are just completely miserable and then everyone in between. So the guys I see Um, are coming in on a spectrum of symptoms. So that's the first thing I like to explain is not everyone has the same package of issues they're coming Mm -hmm. in with. Um, But And then the things that they are coming in with can be general and and almost vague. Mm -hmm. Um, So it is important to go to people who will do the testing and have a conversation with you and not just because we do hormone therapy, not just zone in on that immediately and Mm -hmm. miss some big things outside of that. But number one... um, is usually energy. So everyone's coming in with fatigue and it's different for everybody. Some people are justifying it by work or travel or, you know, yes, <laughs> I just don't sleep or whatever. And, and so I delve into that with history. Um, the next thing would be probably libido um, and then body composition. So sex drive's not as good, tired through the day, 
um, gaining more fat mass or inability to gain muscle mass or lose fat mass like before. And again, these are usually generally healthy people. They just are kind of noticing they don't feel like they did before. Right. Now, when you talk, when do, from my experience, there's not, when I say my experience, from what people have told me, generally like 38 to 40, you definitely start to notice it. But I've also talked to guys that this naturally don't produce a lot of testosterone at a young age, this genetically or however that works. But as far as like if you're going to put an age on it where guys should really come in and get checked, what what age would that be? We know there's a pretty substantial, like you described in the 30s and 40s, you're, you're, you're for sure, you got to get it checked. But I do see guys under that in their early 20s even mm-hmm. where that's kind of like sketchy area as far as provi- being a provider and treating guys that young and they should be basically still in their prime or just coming out of it so um but i see it all the time some of those guys admit that they've used things in the past that may have contributed to that Mm -hmm. um but others adamantly deny that and so i think there's just things we don't know yet or things causing issues that we'll find out moving forward but um definitely like mid to late 30s for sure already seeing guys in the single digits for the free test now as far as the downsides, because there was, like anything, I, I talked about this on my own podcast, and I talked about it on others. My podcast, or our, our podcast, me and Frank's, is definitely caters more towards, I would say, heavy hitters, uh, tactical guys, outfitters, um, more hardcore dudes. Other podcasts may cater to a little bit more of a sunshiny or brighter perspective of things, and so immediately I got a lot of you shouldn't do that because you're going to get prostate cancer or there's this long drawn out. And I'm like, well, I did a lot of studying before I came in, which is easy to Google and reach it. What are your kind of feedback on that? I love it. Cause yeah. <laughs> number one, not, not the case. Um, there's no evidence of that. Um, but I don't blame people for number one questioning and being a little bit fearful. Mm-hmm. Um, so Man, there's just, oh, this is like a huge topic. <laughs> I could talk all day about this. Um, well, let, let me say the first thing you did check was my, well, I'm not, again, not a PSA? doctor. Yeah, you checked it. Is mm-hmm. it the size of my prostate? That is an antigen that basically I describe it as leaking out of the prostate and the capsule around it when something's bothering the prostate. That's very uh, basic talk. But, you know, it's just a screening marker mm-hmm. for something going on with the prostate. So, you, But you had asked, like, are you, you, you asked multiple questions and then I Urinary was like, symptoms. no, no, mm-hmm. no. And I'm like, well, I did pee once. And she's like, you, I say she, you were like, well, you would probably be contacting me if there was any issues, but I don't pee throughout the night. Mm-hmm. Never have. So I'm like a prime candidate for that specific symptom if I would notice it because I never pee throughout the night. As much water as I drink, I go to bed, I wake up four hours later or five because that's all I sleep, and then I go pee. So I was like, well, I, I peed once in the middle of the night. Does that count? And, you know, I was kind of being funny, but you were very good about asking these questions. And when you checked it, you said it was up a little bit, still within range when I came in for my, my, my follow-up blood test work, but it was still within range. It was just a little bit higher from what it was when I initially tested, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I should basically dispel that without any like question there's absolutely no evidence at all that testosterone causes prostate cancer Mm -hmm. period so 
Um, that is not at all the case. Mm-hmm. Um, the what people now kind of still are questioning are you know they walk say maybe the testosterone giving it if you have a cancer there you might be putting fuel on the fire. Mm-hmm. Um, they've also done studies so far all of the ones i've um i'm familiar with have not shown actually that to be the case so i do know of urologists um all over the place treating men with prostate cancer still treating their low testosterone because they're looking at the whole person treating their quality of life and and following the cancer i had three guys that got a hold of me that said that exact same thing um they basically said, like, I'm glad someone's speaking up about this with a voice because kind of like the CBD oil thing, like I'm taking the the cream instead of ibuprofen. And prior to that, I was like, it was like a pothead thing just because I mm-hmm. was like, and then I started taking them like, well, it's like rubbing, you know, whatever, Bengay on my arm or what. It's like not. OK, so it was like totally different from what I thought. So having had steroid use in the past. Obviously, I was way more open to this I because I knew way more, when I say knew way more about it, I knew more about it than I did CBD oil or whatever. These guys were, it was a life changer for them. They were like, man, and three of the people that had messaged in were like, hey, my doctor, I have or had prostate cancer. My doctor still prescribes it. They keep a close eye on it. But he basically, their doctor said the same thing you did. There is no medical history or no, like, proof that it causes that. And it was a life changer for them because of their, not just their sec, their quality of life was better um, by getting on, you know, test replacement therapy. So with what you do, when someone's blood panel work comes in higher than it should be, do you lower the dose or what do you do to, to, to work around that? And does that ever even happen? For the PSA? Yeah, for the, the PSA. Number. So um, anyone who comes in with a high number or either I'm investigating that and rechecking the lab and I guess it doesn't happen very often, but when it does, I refer them. Um, I do prefer to collaborate with people's primary care physicians mm-hmm. and specialists if possible. It's not always the case um, for a lot of reasons, but sometimes just because they're not, they're just not going to be on board. Mm-hmm. But if we can have people's providers uh, collaborating versus um, trash talking each other, I think we'll all be doing a better job in medicine. So um, they get an evaluation by a specialist. If someone comes in, they're normal, we treat them, and I see the points go up, you know, 0. 0.1, 0. 0.2, 0. 0.3. We also talk about, I mean, did you have intercourse, like, the yeah, my, couple my, hours before? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are they having any of those urinary symptoms that we talked about? Um, I expect sometimes a bump when we start testosterone therapy. There are hormone receptors in that gland, and... Um, so that would be normal, but it's kind of the rate of rise and then what happens after that. So as you follow that number, is it going back down? Is it continuing to go up? Right. Um, and I just follow that and refer to a specialist as needed. Gotcha. So, cause I want to get, um, I want to try and keep this around an hour to an hour and a half, but I want to talk a lot about diet and nu- nutrition, which is a, nothing, something else you offer personally, but it, to, to kind of cut to the chase with this so you don't get a million and a half phone calls from people you can't help and you do get from people you can, I personally chose to use FitMD over, above, and beyond my, because I have insurance, because my limited experience, well, more than limited experience with a primary care provider, even though they are technically a doctor, um, they are not as in tuned with this type of stuff um, than a, a professional little it's kind of like 
out of your wheelhouse, but buying a release, which is how you fire your bow from a company that makes bows, their hearts aren't in that specific category because their primary function is to make a bow. Okay. So, but if you buy a company that only sells releases, their heart and soul is going to be dedicated into that specific product where you go to a primary care provider. He's helping you if you have an ingrown toenail, the flu, low test. And from what I had heard and talked with doctors, you do not always get the best advice or the best treatment with that. And so I went with you guys because your heart and soul is in that. Not only that, you're attached to one of the more muscle-headed fit gyms in the state of Colorado which doesn't mean that much, but I know your little ass works out there every day and you're a very fit human being. So that was important to me because you've been down, you know, you, you're not a 300 pound doctor prescribing me crap. You are a fit person that has lived a life. And so that was important to me. Um, but what, if you appreciate that, except the little ass comment, you're little, um, in a good way, (laughs) not your butt. I have no butt. Um, I have no acetal problems, but you same. (laughs) I worked really hard on that. (laughs) I I gave up. I just walk a lot now. I said, fuck it. Um, but you, you, you know, you're, you're a fit person that lives a lifestyle and have probably dealt with every spectrum. You know, you've dealt with muscle heads and roided out guys. And then guys that are just, when I say guys and gals that are just, you know, maybe obese or whatever. So you've, you've dealt with everything. Um, what would your, um, what would your advice be for locals? I mean, my advice would be come in and see you if you're anywhere remotely close to the Denver Wheat Ridge area. But what do you think, what, what would you want people to do that may, may have issues with this? Um, so this was kind of an issue last time. And so what I what I have done this time is prepared myself so that I can do because I really enjoy this and I enjoy the education piece um, is do hi consults um, online. You you really do need to have at least one face to face. I think it's better and I think it's kind of frowned upon to not do that unless the setup is for telemedicine. But people can go to my um, website or reach out to me for consultations if they don't live in an area or know what to do or where to go and that's kind of something I want to help people with is help connect them with someone who does kind of what I do and Mm -hmm. can help them and maybe start the pathway that direction if they are here they totally can come in um, to FitMD get labs and then what's the email website your info we'll probably want to mention that a couple times but where can they get a hold of you as well as whatever you know the best way to get in contact so in progress so uh, bear with us but defiance Mm-hmm. dash health.com is mine where we have like the nutrition mm-hmm. and the training and fitness stuff. Um, and then also the medical consulting. Mm-hmm. And there's also a link there where they can get labs done if they need help with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but they can reach out if they have any questions there. So it's uh, D E F I A N C E dash health.com. And then FitMD is uh, FitMDUSA.com. And then uh, FitMD, you have two facilities, one in Wheat Ridge mm-hmm. and one, where's the other one? Broomfield? Wheat Ridge and then, um, I can, yeah, it's Broomfield, Westminster. Gotcha. Westminster, technically. Okay. So, yeah. So for anyone, I'm not speaking on the female side of things because I don't know what I'm talking about, but as a male, I would definitely say if you're in the boat of, well, we had a guy come into the house the other day to borrow a camera, but I was like, did you go get checked? And he's like, no, not yet. I need to. And described exactly the same way I was where... It wasn't like I couldn't still get to the top of the mountain as fast as anyone, but that next day I was not as happy as I used to be. I was more recovery time, and I was dragging ass a lot more, and uh, my wife just walked into the podcast studio. I'd say I'm more 
active as far as just in general screwing yeah, cleaning the house or what? Well, I never clean the house. <laughs> Playing in the garage. Yeah. Excuse me? Wow. Um, or, or more apt to go to the gym. My workouts are definitely better. I mean, there's been an uptick in everything. Um, so I, I strongly suggest and to, to come do that. And I'm taking, well, so I don't screw this up. What am I taking, Jessica? <laughs> you're taking, I don't remember your exact doses, but you're on testosterone cypionate, mm-hmm. which is an injectable. And we do um, those once weekly. Mm-hmm. Other people do that timing differently, but I think once weekly works really well. Uh, HCG, which is human chorionic gonadotropin. So it's just a way to... You said gonad. Gonad. (laughs) (laughs) It's a way to keep your testicular cells uh, functioning. So we want to maintain your function as best we can, and that's how we do that. So that's a once weekly subcutaneous injection. Um, Are you on anastrozole? I, w- I was taking the, what did you call it, the peptide? So I was taking the um, uh, the growth hormone. The CJC? CJC, yeah. So peptide therapy, to, again, kind of like HCG concept is to boost your natural growth hormone production mm-hmm. rather than putting the growth hormone in. Um, so I really like that. Yeah, and that was for 10 weeks I did that and then stopped. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I take, well, it's actually kind of funny, um, so I had um, I had lost the little white pills, which, what are those? Anastrozole or Ana- Arimidex. Arimidex, mm-hmm. yeah. So I had uh, a mouse or a pack rat, something ate those when I was at Bart's camp, and I was too chicken to tell you that I had them eaten, which I should have told you, and I'm like, Drug ah, seeker. it would be fine. Well, that's what I was like, she's going to think I'm just trying <laughs> to get. So my estrogen levels were higher than normal, um, but it's because I wasn't taking that pill probably is that correct uh yes yes so (laughs) and (laughs) that's also different i've done training where there's you know there are studies actually showing that the people who are blocking their estrogen on testosterone therapy rather than just letting it be what it is based on your test levels those are people having more uh, cardiovascular issues so i am not a fan of getting rid of your estrogen Mm -hmm. but i do like to keep it in balance um and also support your metabolic pathways that detoxify and do all that stuff with your estrogen. So I'm uh, kind of middle of the road on anastrozole Remedex mm-hmm. dosing. And so yours drifted up a little bit. Yeah. Sometimes a guy will notice that and then it's my job to just keep it in balance. Yeah. I don't think I noticed it. I didn't get super like emotional or what. Of course, basic. I ba- Puffy nipples. No, I didn't get <laughs> sensitivity. Any, but it's funny, Isaac with Easton, um, he has was taking stuff from the doctor and he said his nipples were sensitive. And I'm like, well, dude, some people are just naturally prone to, well, I can't remember the bitch tit, right? Or, or sensitive nipples. Yeah, yeah, gynecomastia, mm-hmm. where you a man grows boobs. Um, moobs. Moobs, yeah. So I have never been. Um, prone to that but I will say when I was taking stuff years ago you know illegally that I've got my um, I had a 200 milligram per milliliter DECA and I had another bottle which was 350 much higher dosage and like an idiot I wasn't paying attention exactly when I was mixing my stuff up and uh, well my wee wee stopped working for one completely but two I cried watching Hidalgo like immediately <laughs> and I never cry and I'm like what in the hell this is amazing is wrong with me and it was that was the first so this I always chalked up like women being crazy through you know that special time and and uh 
people saying they have chemical imbalance. I just was like, toughen up, right? Getting off that shit was like the first time I mentally was like, okay, I get it. If your shit's not right, like I had psychological issues till I everything leveled back out, which took probably three months for me to level back out to where I was back to normal. Um, and so, for you know, I'm not prone to that is what I'm getting at normally because I know a lot of guys like had to have surgery for gyno, whatever you call it, mastasia, man boobs. Um, but and it's you, a big deal. But yeah. I would say most of the time we're not running into that. No, and they were taking like a thousand milligrams a week of, mm-hmm. of test, not a hundred. So they obviously quite a bit more test is along with and DECA and D-ball, a bunch of other shit that they probably shouldn't have been taking. So All my guys with that, every single one of them were doing stuff in addition to my stuff. So just <laughs> every single one. So yeah. yes, it's a potential risk. We will obviously want to watch out for that, but it doesn't happen yeah. with what I do. Yeah, I didn't know. Normally. If you wouldn't have told me, I wouldn't have known anything was different. Because I don't think they were that much higher uh, as far as my... Estri- whatever it is you check for estrogen levels it's just when you said that i immediately was like could it be because i wasn't taking the white pill mm-hmm. um and then that, obviously that made sense I'm trying to look and see i don't yeah, think it was an, super high or anything this isn't an awkward silence she's looking something up <laughs> <laughs> we're staring deeply into each other's eyes yeah 51 um and your baseline was 29 yeah so not super high out of the range but for you it's almost double-ish. Yeah, yeah. So, But still in range. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the other thing that was amazing as we start to talk about going to like more diet and nutrition here, I, even with going to Oklahoma and Alabama, managed to lose, I think I lost like three quarters of a pound of fat or something, not anything outrageous. You, I guess you can look that up too. And I gained muscle, which was awesome. Um, I think you came, I was four pounds of muscle maybe and lost almost a pound of fat uh, even after the Oklahoma and Alabama trip, which is a miracle because uh, there isn't a lot, a whole lot of physical activity going on down there uh, and there's a lot of bad eating. Um, so that kind of showed me like obviously something is definitely changing. And I don't, does my, as we're asking Amy here, is my body, does it, does it look like I've gained? How's his body? Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I totally know. Uh-huh. There you go, ladies. Um, no, so um, I definitely feel better. Work out my arms are a little bit bigger, my chest. Um, I'm not feeling too winded yet, but we're not doing. That'll be a big thing for me to see if I feel any winded when we're doing cardio. Or I'll, Well, you see now what I do um, in real life, so kind of see on backpack hunts if I notice any difference, um, you know, as far as that goes. But the, the one thing I wanted to cover in this is as much as uh, the test replacement therapy is how important diet and nutrition um, have to do not just with your general everyday well-being, but it also seems to play a pretty key part on your um, chemical balance, I guess you could say, or play some part in just your overall, you know, how you're feeling from day to day. Because I was kind of a uh, a fatty at one time, and and how my body felt, uh, and and then you know, like somebody finds God for whatever happens to them, and then they just like stand up on the pedestal, whatever, and then they preach constantly, and at an annoying level sometimes. That was kind of like with me when I started to get more and more into diet, where I would, you know, kind of say preach, but I'd be like, hey, man, you probably shouldn't be eating that shit. That's good. That's bad, right? And because how much better I felt, um, I kind of was trying to like urge people to maybe stop 
eating unhealthy. And you'll get guys that will say, and I always say guys because I hang out with guys mostly of, I just went to the doctor and my cholesterol level was fine. I don't know what you're talking about. Those are the ones I call skinny fat. Because um, even though that you're chemically okay from the doctor, if you can't walk up six flights of stairs, are you really still good? So you and your husband offer diet and nutrition counseling. Is that correct? Yeah, we have we do uh, medical weight loss. And I, I think that's important. But I found there was a huge need for... I mean, the basics, like what I, even with hormones, what I do is this much teeny tiny bit of the whole picture. If people are at, I can't go with them at home and watch what they're doing and watch their training. They, everyone comes in and says, I eat pretty healthy, like every single person. So I've started being like, you know, that doesn't, that doesn't mean much. I don't know what that means. So I need specifics. Um, and I'm often just surprised at the level of knowledge or you know or, oh or I'm, lack on, thereof. I'm doing keto <laughs> and what does that mean well basically they the person was eating like eggs and bacon every Don't day for every meal on keto she'll go for ape shit on <laughs> keto she does not like keto <laughs> well i yeah i just i guess i give people the benefit of the doubt and then if you talk to people you realize like wow there's huge gaps in knowledge and there's a lot of like scratching the surface or looking for i don't know i forget the phrase I usually use, but just looking at all these small things that are, you know, when, how should I time my meal? But they're eating garbage yeah. in any way. So anyway, there's a, there's just a need for that. And I think there's also a need for making it fit in people's life. Like your life is way different than mine. So our whole thing is going to look different. Well, let's, let's talk about that. So you've got two different stuff. And again, ladies, I'm sorry. I'm just going to bring up men because I know men better than women. You've got two men that come in. One comes in on Monday. He's a six foot solid, 290 pounds, used to be an athlete, not anymore. Didn't do, you know, once he got out of college, he just ate and got fat and doesn't really work out anymore. And it's probably a pain in the ass to deal with because he keeps talking about the glory days. I'm saying that for those listening that do that to me. And then you've got the (laughs) next guy that comes in. Back in high school. Yeah. (laughs) The next guy comes in. um, He's that more of a maybe average. He's five foot eight, could lose 20 to 30 pounds, eat some Twinkies and Ho-Hos. Um, and just needs to lose a few pounds, uh, but still is, is not overly healthy. Do you give those two guys the same advice? The guy that needs to drop 80 compared to 20? How much do you torque the diet compared to each person? Or did you say twerk the diet? Torque, twerk. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I get talking and I've had migraines today. So I took my pill. I'm, and I'm sorry. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> oh yeah. No, this is mild compared to the normal messing with that happens on the podcast. Um, but, uh, twerk the diet. Um, <laughs> how much, what, I mean, what kind of diet do you usually suggest as a baseline? Meaning do you get into the keto stuff, the paleo stuff very often, or do you kind of more promote just healthy eating across the board? Healthy eating for me. And that's such a broad term. But here's the thing also that I would like to say is um, I have some background info and knowledge, but I I am not a nutritionist mm-hmm. and I have not spent my life studying those things. So I know the things that I know and I follow that stuff, but I actually, I work with nutritionists and um, because that's their area of expertise. And that's kind of the goal for everything that I do is to allow people to I guess you could say stay in their lane, but do the things that they excel at and work together through that. So I do provide some general guidance and information and I do the best that I can um, in my clinic. And then if if people are needing more, mm-hmm. 
then I actually, that's why I collaborate with the way that I do. So we actually have nutritionists who will write out plans. There are some basic principles that are consistent across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to talk about calories, calories in, calories just lay, out? Lay it out. So, cause <laughs> I, I, we were just in a, an area where I was talking about with, with diet, um, the lady that we were with um, was like, I'm old fashioned. I'm a calories in, calories out. And I'm like, all right, so you mean doesn't matter what calories? Well, and I'm like, no, that's a direct question. You threw in the old school thing to me, calories in, calories out. That means I could eat shit and work it out, which is almost impossible. Like diet is, in my opinion, 70% of the big picture. I'm like, so that does that mean I can eat a Twinkie in the morning, a carrot, a burger, and I just track that? And then I can burn that many calories because for me, it's a lot more important what calories are coming in. It makes it easier to burn them off, but it's also easier to get your metabolism going. I'm not a dietitian either. This is just what I've come up with. So go ahead now. You take off. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I think I, I find it really interesting because I don't think that anybody's actually disagreeing with each other. I think it's all wordplay and mm-hmm. like semantics is where the issue is. People are not listening to other people and mm-hmm. what they're saying because there's a group of people saying calories in calories out if you want to lose weight you need to be in a calorie deficit on average and you know follow your weekly weights and you should lose weight if you're eating consuming fewer calories than you are burning it's true but other people bring up well what about um you know the nutrient content the you know forget the what it's called much, you know, some of the foods are going to like stimulate your metabolism um, in, to a greater degree than other foods. All of that. Hormones. I do hormones. So that plays a role. But in the end, I think the calories in, calories out people are just saying that you follow the calories in and follow them out. Whatever's happening here, if you're not manipulating that and they're not losing weight, then you need to f- eat fewer calories. Mm-hmm. So that's fine. We can impact that middle part where I can provide them hormones and give them a better environment. And I go, you know, I'd rather them have good nutrients so that in the long run they're doing better and overall they're healthier. Um, But still calories, just a measurement of, you know, the energy. So I think it's all, I don't, I still haven't found a great way to explain what I'm thinking. I don't think anyone disagrees. I just think they're sort of adding in these different complexities. Now, from a green per side of things, of people talking out their ass that aren't professionals, I would strongly disagree with you. So, but I'm not talking about professionals. I'm talking about people bitching back and forth on the internet, mm-hmm. um, because what you'll f- you'll find sometimes is you'll get a guy who's um, a bit overweight and he gets on keto, and he, or the keto diet or whatever. Which I don't have a problem. Amy does not like the keto diet. Okay, I will say that. Um, for good reason, though. But if you're going to go, I think the bigger picture needs to be explained when you talk about keto is there is some downsides to it if you leave an ex- mm-hmm. lead an extremely active lifestyle because I tried it and I bonked like a mother when my heart rate got above, you know, that 150 range for too long. I started running on by, uh, borrowed time and then I would bonk. And, and people told me eventually that will go away. But the other thing I kind of realized is if you're, and I'm asking this, not, 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 you know, I, I'm, I'm wanting your feedback. If you're 80 pounds, a hundred pounds overweight, I'm all for whatever it takes for you to, to lose weight. So if keto gets you there, I'm all for it. But it seems like 
as you're losing that weight, you might want to start bridging into modified keto when you're about to hit your goal weight. Because if you're getting your goal weight to lead a more active lifestyle, for me, it's arguable that you might want to start taking in some carbs if you're going to be doing adventure races or if you're going to be, you know, doing different active things, backpack hunting and things like that. So I'm like, well, the keto thing's good for a while, but you might want to torque that. I'm not a dietitian. I'm just going off a fat kid that spends too much time in the woods and I can't go without some level of carbs. Now, Amy, we're all organic. We only eat wild meat and we, we don't, there's not a whole lot of processed carbs going on, a lot of sweet potatoes. And so I like that diet. I get to eat a lot of it. I don't gain weight. It tastes good. And I have a high energy level. I mean, what do you think about all of that? Or do you want to just say, call our professionals? <laughs> <laughs> no, I have, I have some of my own opinions, a few of them. Lay it on us. I am definitely in the school of, like, there's no one specific diet for mm -hmm. any one person. And that's why we have our business set up the way it is, is because um, I guess it's not going to be as lucrative to, like, just give everyone a cookie cutter this or that. And mo a lot of people are going to do great and people who don't they'll just go off and find something that works but it i think it has to be customized no i people. agree with what you're there's, saying 100 percent. yeah there's endurance athletes who do keto and they mm. they do fine um but there are there has been evidence that it, there can be adverse effects for example on cholesterol but other things um so i'm again i'm very middle of the road on things i like to work with a person and figure out what's working best for them and do my best to always follow the objective data that there is labs body composition how they're feeling super important yeah and i like how you qualify everything you say you probably do it too much but yeah. you know i think if more people had a little bit of that like tell your story don't tout it as like true. This is all anecdotal well, stuff. So this is what that's it's what, not not important, but it's not necessarily. Well, that's what gets yeah. me pissed off about this. When you you have to, you you have to, yeah. You know, everyone's story is based off their own collective of data of good and bad things. So my collective of data is generally whatever the body type is. Is a fat kid. What is that? A you know, I gain muscle and fat pretty easy. Mm -hmm. Either one. And not knowing how to diet, having a mom that fed us those 600 calorie muffins, didn't know shit, ice cream and cookies and, and uh, uh, the canned chili, all the shit that's horrible for you, right? And not this, my mom's fault. She didn't know, okay? And then I got older, I got into sports and, um, rel you know, relatively athletic, didn't know shit, just worked out a bunch, kind of a calories in, calories out. You're active as a kid. Went in the army and could pretty much, much eat whatever I wanted and I ate whatever was at the chow hall. Then I got out and then I got fat, fat as shit because I was eat, drinking Mountain Dew and eating Butterfingers and just an overall Brian Broderick diet, our buddy. He just, how he doesn't weigh 400 pounds, ho-hos and little Debbies and shit. And um, I'm like, dude, that long term, well, I ate unhealthy when I got back, when I was in Alabama, I got back and we lifted and my joints are hurting, mm -hmm. like inflammation. And that's when it's a big bright sign for me of what I'm doing is working because if I go and eat unhealthy for a week and I come back and my elbows hurt, my tendons hurt, my knees hurt. Okay. That's, that's gotta be diet. Cause I certainly didn't do anything difficult when I was down there. I rode around in a bad boy buggy and shot deer, right? That's nothing physical. We go to a backpack hunt of 11 days where I had no issues. It beat the shit out of myself, dropped 18 pounds and I have no real joint issues, but we ate healthy when we were back there. 
there's something to be said for processed carbs, sugar, inflammation, things like that. So coming back on that kind of a story, the worst thing that I, one thing I never liked is when you see a naturally fit, like Greek god, Greek goddess body giving a really fat dude diet advice off of his own background, not a well-rounded background, which happens a lot with newer trainers, more experienced ones it doesn't. And that's like why I like what you're saying is you can't take one for one. You can't give, everyone is different and there's always going to be the one guy that gained 60 pounds in muscle by never eating carbs or whatever the weirdest case may be where you guys break it down. And that's kind of what's getting it. You go on a case by case basis, you body map them, you keep track, and then you'll torque things along the way to find out what works best. Is that mm-hmm. correct? Yeah, so, 100%. All right. So what would you say when you talk about, or like, what would you say the number one downfall is? Because you still hear their story, even though you mess around with more hormones, dieting, what is the number one downfall if you were going to pick a couple anyway of the United States today? It's mm. a big list, I know, right? <laughs> I think maybe the first thing I would say would be the the piece that's it's denial sort of it's it's kind of being like you know stuff's not working um, I don't feel as good I don't look as good nothing's working but I cannot get people to log their food right and and help me I can't make a change to something that I don't know what it is um, and it's surprisingly hard to get people to do that even though they're coming often into the office and they're going to pay for weight loss. But I can't tell you the low percentage of people who actually bring me back like their food log. I know some so, people do it, yeah. but denial you would say is probably one or maybe owning, just owning that, what they do. Yeah. Kind of being ready to, to see it. And mm-hmm. Amy's saying they fill out their food log with what you want to see and not what they're actually doing. I and, don't know. I don't have tr- well, evidence of that, but I, yeah. <laughs> I, I found out, you know, when you're like uh, maybe in high school or when you go in the army or when you're they have you to to get you ready for the world. They have you write down, you know, if you're having trouble budgeting, you write down what you spend money on every day. And then you, you know, you take that total at the end of the week and then you figure out, oh, my God, I spent, you know, ninety eight dollars last week on eating out. or So I got the little body map app. Um, or not body map, the, um, the food chart app, uh, I think Under Armour has it or whatever. And it's pretty good. You enter everything in there and it has everything, some things you can scan and then it'll tell you like, well, I've never scanned something that didn't pop up and Mm -hmm. it gives you, and then you enter how many that were in there and then you can type in elk or turkey or deer. It has all of that. And at the end of the day, it has your pie chart and it shows you, okay, what was fat, carbs, proteins, it shows you, and it breaks it down for calories and everything. So I don't use that all the time, but I did for probably a year, year and a half. And it was an eye opener because there's some days when you're not diligent about your diet You can see where certain body types cater towards one thing or another and where my pie chart would be half carbs because I I had some kind of those gluten-free crackers that are like heroin and I had hummus (laughs) and, you know, I had some peanut butter bars and then pretty soon there's like a lot of fat and a lot of pro or a lot of fat and a lot of carbs and very little protein and protein's not as easy to take in because generally it just doesn't taste as good. But then, you know, as you're kind of more well-rounded. I think everybody should get an app like that. Now, do you suggest, do you have apps like mm-hmm. that you suggest? Like MyFitnessPal is pretty common. A lot of people use that or lose it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I realize it's not super fun, um, but if you kind of get in the habit, I've had a lot of, a lot of people 
who just by doing that, they didn't have to show me, but they came in and they're like, oh my God, I was like, have half my calories in my coffee in the morning. Yeah. So well, some of those easy thing to fix those like creamy coffees. Yeah. It's six, 800 calories for, for one. And so when you start and, and you can get like way more into this, like, um, when I say way more into it, I think it can be fun if you, if you kind of are ready for the life change. And I mean, you think about it, you've spent 40 years to get fat. It's probably gonna take you a few years to get skinny again, or at least, you know, to buckle down. But if you make kind of a game of it, and I hate to say game, but truly, like if you get with some buddies and make, I hate, not everything needs to be a competition, but it does help keep you honest and you start to track it. You can set goals where, you know, your goal is to, you know, that X, Y, and Z on protein, fat, carbs, calories, and then try to make it to where it's at least challenging yourself, especially if you're uh, kind of a driven person when it comes to that. I don't think that's a horrible idea, but the denial thing, I would definitely agree with you. I've went to people's houses and I'm not at your caliber of diet and nutrition, but I know enough to get myself in trouble and give some advice where they're like, hey, we've been eating healthy, but will you check our cupboards and our fridge and see what you think? Hey, first of all, good mm-hmm. on them for that. Yeah, but like. they don't listen, right? <laughs> I mean, the one family, I was like, you need to get rid of all of it. And they're like, what? And I'm like, except the fruit, you know, it's all of it is is bad. And I'm, when I say bad, meaning if you have a choice between ranch dressing, um, the the worst kind, and then you have a choice of Greek yogurt ranch dressing, you, you need to shit can the um, heavily, um, how would I put, um, the heavily processed ranch dressing, I guess, compared to the Greek yogurt ranch dressing. You need to get rid of that. Then you go to cereal. Okay, frosted flakes aren't healthy. They're good. I love eating them, but there's a lot of other alternative if you're going to have, or oatmeal or things like that, where I'm like, are you eating healthier than you were? Yes. Are you eating healthy? No, you're not eating healthy at all. Um, I mean, do you agree with? Oh, yes. I'm nodding. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what would you say on that aspect, what people like big blinking lights, people really need to look at as far as diet and nutrition? Like, because people ask me, like, I have no idea what I should do. You say don't eat processed carbs and sugars. What's that mean? And I'm like, well, you can Google it and find out. But pretty much if the human grabbed it, torqued the living shit out of it, don't eat it, right? I mean, if you can just stick with, which we pretty much stick with, I say we, she sticks with, um, you know, fresh or frozen. And then she, all, you know, she, she makes everything from scratch for the most part. And probably the worst thing I eat are peanut butter bars. I would, yeah, I eat way too many peanut. Have you ever had a perfect bar? Do you like peanut butter? I do. Don't uh, eat them then. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I feel like I've had a perfect bar. I'll bring you one when I come in because I think I got an appointment next week. Um, I just eat too many. So portion control. Um, I'm not shitting you. It's bad. Uh, peanut butter, like <laughs> Justin's vanilla peanut butter. I'll mm-hmm. eat the whole thing in a day. The like vanilla I, ones? Yeah. Hmm. I have to keep it out of the house. Um, like we'll wake up and the pillow will be dirty from it being on my knuckles because I ate it in the middle of the night. It's it's bad. But I, I, I know that. But what would you what would you say people if you were going to give like some five key things to look at, let's say, for their for their diet? The first thing would be to do the tracking. Just take a look to see what you're doing. And because one point I wanted to make for you, as we were talking about the calories in, calories out stuff, um, even if you're good on most days, it's really not hard for one day to kind of mess up that deficit you were looking for in the weight loss. And so people get really frustrated when six days out of the week they're killing it, they're eating their prepped meals, whatever. And then 
the weekend comes and they just overdo it, not even to to what they think is like a a great degree, but they just screw it up by just enough to not lose. Maybe they didn't gain, but they just screwed up their weight loss deficit. So um, taking a look at that and being honest about that and looking at it as like a learning process, Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of what you were alluding to is make it fun and have conversations and find out what interests you and what can keep you focused on that. Mm -hmm. You're not always going to feel like, I'm so excited every day to log my food. Um, Nobody does. And you don't want to do that long term. But um, just knowing that it's important and that you're going to gradually make lifestyle changes is super important. That's number one. Um, Gosh, number two, um, I would maybe just ask more questions. So learn more. We're all walking around spouting things off. Like you said, on the internet and stuff, there's just people battling and stating what they act like are facts. Mm -hmm. Um, so just ask more questions. Like when you say healthy, what does that mean? And, um, just learn. So I guess that's kind of like the first one, but well, learn about it. I'll, I'll dive into that. Google is a powerful thing. I don't know why anybody would email me who can eat an entire jar of peanut butter in a day for diet advice other than I've been through my little, you know, whatever. I went from fat to bulkheaded down. But I think what they would get more out of is is if I when I say Google, looking at professionals, I don't think that people realize how easy it is to get a hold of someone like you or 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 anyone. It's just a phone call away. And maybe they feel more comfortable initially. And I totally get that, like getting a hold of someone like me. But the reality is, is for what I pay you guys, um, which I pay you two forty a month, right? Is that what mm-hmm. it costs? Two forty a month. Um, how 260. many? Two sixty. Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. that's maybe that's it. Um, we offer military discount. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. <laughs> I think you get that. Um, but my my point being is is when you talk about number two, the the ask questions, the googling, I would say take that step to to seek a professional, to, to seek help. If you need coach for archery, get a coach. If you need help with this, if you spent thirty five years and had that crazy peak and valley go find help go find and stick with someone and then that way you guys can can help them out and then um when i say that meaning um if you're not capable of being honest um that that kind of ownership thing when you when you seek it out and once you be be ready to accept the fact you probably have been sucking for a long time and you're going to continue to suck for a while, but it's a journey and it's a lifetime goal and, and that, um, you know, it, it's just part of it. But I, I, I would agree with that. It's probably number two, maybe a little different than number one. But mm-hmm. I like that tough love. <laughs> I need it's that important. personally. Yeah, yeah, I need it like that. Like if somebody's like, oh, you did good. I don't need that shit. I'd be like, you fat fuck. You know, <laughs> I need that. That helps me. That's but. where I try to learn from my husband on that. He's yeah. a um track and field cross country like collegiate level he's he's great at like inspiring people drawing the best out of people yeah um so that's really where he excels is just watching observing and just kind of knowing people without you know and i'm kind of like the softer sunshiny yeah um i like <laughs> i like to love on people and for them to like me back and it's all <laughs> but then if you're too much of that you're not going to get results so you do kind of need slaps in the face I'm sometimes pro fat it's not easy yeah, yeah. i'm definitely pro fat shaming <laughs> that's why they, maybe that's why they're coming to you for the yeah. tough love i don't know and then you guide them to hey okay here's the pathway to getting helpful information well not everybody likes that because a lot of people think i'm an asshole too so not everybody's ready for um tough that's love life. But that's with everything yeah. <laughs> i just uh i um if you've accepted the fact when you, we're talking about, you know, this is a hunting podcast. So 
you know, if you chalk it up to, I kill animals every year and I'm overweight, I don't care. Well, I'm not talking about having you on here. It's going to make you better in the field. I'm talking about having you on here because maybe potentially I'll live longer. I won't have sore joints and muscles. I mean, let's face it. I mean, as my wife's in here, chicks dig muscles, right? How often does a chick walk up and be like, I like man tits? Not very often. So there's also that aspect of it, of you want to look better and feel better and everything else. So for... You know, for me, it was all the total package. I just, I wanted to feel better. I wanted to look better. And I didn't want to be, I hate to say it, embarrassed. Like, I didn't want to walk up three flights of stairs and be fucking winded. And I was getting that way compared to where I came from. But anyway, so number three, what would you say as far as, let's say, put it into everyday diet. What would you say people's big mistakes are? Um, probably, uh... Sorry, you got me off track because I was thinking about something to add to what you said. Go ahead and add. We're going all over. It's about um, our kids and our families and the people around us because, yeah, maybe you're fine with it and you're like, I'm functioning okay and I I feel okay. Yeah, I could feel better, but they're just not there yet as far as like their stage of motivation. Um, But it's not – it's harder and harder like the longer you struggle with diet and body composition. And so I think our kids are – I mean, I know they are. Our kids are getting bigger and it's going to be way harder for them than even it was for you. And I don't think that's fair. Um, so if you don't like do things to when get you better. you getting for... kids are more overweight. Correct. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We see some girthy ones at the theater. We go to the theater frequently. I'm talking like 200 pound, like six yeah, year old, seven year old okay. kids. We can't now. allow that. That's... Well, it's not fair because they don't have a choice. And I'm not, I love my mom to death. She didn't know any better. And it wasn't like she was trying to. You know, she wasn't purposely feeding me all the time. And we, I had a great, you know, childhood out in the outdoors. But when you are letting your kids stay at home all day, play video games and eat donuts and shit, you are sculpting that kid's life potentially for the rest of his life. And he doesn't know any better. It's your job to be an adult and, and help him out and, and get him towards the right track. And I'm super happy with you. haven't met my daughter yet, but we kind of did that with, with her. Um, her mom did the same thing, just kind of. She likes, she's got a sugar tooth like me, so she's, by no means am I saying she's cut out sugar, but I just, we would cook and help and show her and little by little, and now little fucker's like a machine. She does like American Ninja Warrior and, what, parkour? Yeah. Parkour. That is so and, awesome. And she, she's, she's a monster. I mean, she's, she's super fit, and I feel that if I wouldn't or we wouldn't have done that, as you're talking about, try to set an example, not pressure her too much, um, that, that she at least knew how to eat healthy and knew what to do and knew what a processed carb was, what processed sugar, why it's not a good idea to drink soda every day, you know. And, and I, I'm glad we did that and it seems to be working out for her. Although she, now she's super cute and she has a six-pack and I have to worry about the boys. Oh, shoot. So maybe I should have let her get fat. But anyway, <laughs> anyway sorry, go ahead. So That's number, okay. number so, three. Okay, we said tracking food and yeah. then the second one was kind of start learning about it, make it a learning thing so that you are educating yourself. And then everyday things. Um, You're too fit ahead. is the problem. Me? Oh, God. I, need, I knew it. <laughs> Have you ever been No, fat? you know what the problem is? No. Huh. Well, I've, I've had three babies and I gain a ton I, I of weight counts, with pregnancy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just, I gain 50 pounds every time. I guess you can time. drop the mic on that one. I should have never said anything. You got three little kids. <laughs> yeah. Um, but... It is different. Again, that's what I tell people all the time. It is different. My situation is different. Husband's a great cook and does that because the next one I was going to say was plan ahead and 
prep I stuff. I think of that one. That's a good one. Plan yeah. ahead, prep for your days. Same thing as I we were just talking about with workouts was if you're not actively looking ahead and looking at the weather or looking at where you're going, you're going to skip the workout. You just are. So same thing with meals. What does your day look like? Are you going to have a microwave or not or whatever? Yeah. You know, even women, are you on your cycle or not? Like try to plan for yeah. stuff like that as much as you can. Um, the next one I think would be maybe the don't drink. These are classic ones. Don't drink your calories. Yeah. So careful with, I love Starbucks. I love caffeine. I also love sweets. Yeah. Big time. Um, but those things will just take you right over and you won't even realize it. So yeah. Watch what you're drinking. Starbucks drinks or um, smoothies. I would just say, let's talk about smoothies. So that peanut butter protein boost is 780 calories. Mm -hmm. And okay, so me coming as when I was coming and transitioning from the fat kid to try and be fit guy and still didn't know what I was doing, I'm drinking these things thinking they're good. 780 calories and it was like not, I mean, so it had 20 grams of protein in it. It also had probably 40 grams of sugar. So yeah, there's a lot of bad things that people think they're good. I would ask people, do you, you know, about protein bars, not that I want them to eating packaged stuff, yeah. um, but sometimes it's a great option. You're traveling or you're going to eat a, something else instead. So do something with protein. And they're like, yeah, I got it at King Supers. Now they have uh, better options, I think. Yeah, they're getting better. But before it was like, oh, it's a Kellogg's, there's four grams of protein yeah. bar. I'm it's like, oh, like yeah. that doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> Another one would, like, this is more broad, so if you want another specific one, I'll give you, like, six. But this one would be not to think that you can't, like, enjoy food when you're dieting. Um, Because I think people are just like, I need to do that, but I hate eating this crap food or whatever diet they've tried before or didn't enjoy or being hungry or whatever. They they just don't want to do that, so they just don't go for it. But there are ways, and that's why we do our thing is because you can enjoy you can eat real food real meals um and still make progress let's go into that one just a little bit Mm because we we talked about this on that like that seminar i just did i had to cram a lot of stuff in a short period of time but one of the things i had talked about was uh when you're traveling like you were saying when you're traveling the different things and not all protein bars are made equal but there are some really really good ones um when i say really good for a bar there's some that are equivalent to a Snickers, and they're cheaper, so just eat a Snickers. I'll do the Snickers. Yeah, yeah, because mm-hmm. um, the Snickers tastes better. Um, and there's some protein in there, but um, there's some of the bars that are really good. Uh, but there's other things where I talked about what I had to do from the, the fat kid at perspective. I had to find stuff that I could snack on that was an alternative for something really bad so raw almonds was was one that was a big one for me peanut butter which i've taken way too overboard but if i had the choice for my my crappy snack of the day of a brown rice um rice cake and um you know peanut butter and jelly that was far better than what my previous um options were which was a donut and so kind of bridging um i found was easy for me where i found strategizing alternatives yeah for for even when i travel um if we travel and i know there's going to be a uh, a walmart around in that walmart i know most of the stuff in walmart's probably not good but once you know what you're looking for there's a lot of things in walmart that are i mean you can't hardly fuck up a banana right so there's bananas and apples and oranges in there roasted meat sometimes yep yeah yeah exactly well and then i like um 
finding alternatives to the really unhealthy food you were eating before. So if you are constantly eating McDonald's, which a lot of people do, or you're constantly eating canned food or super fast, easy food, find an easy food that you can deal with that is a better or healthier alternative. Like they have those brown rice packets you can just heat up, fry the Uncle Ben. Yeah, which aren't horrible. They're better than, you know, eating some of the alternatives. So I, I agree with you That's on that. That's a good that. one. I yeah. like that one. Yeah. Well, coming from a guy who can't cook, my ass was eating a lot of tuna, hard-boiled eggs, mm-hmm. microwave sweet potatoes, because I just can't cook. I don't know how to cook. I can cook a steak. So and I that's had like, to kinda... okay, you can do that for a while, right? Or yeah. maybe you go back and forth. It's nice to have real food or good options like that. Yeah. Well, I do now. Cause, mm-hmm, sure. But um, before, no, I could. I had the mental stability to just eat the same shit. But tuna fish does get old. So does hard-boiled eggs. Um, you know, but that's... In wild game, that's just what I ate all the time when you're when I was single because I didn't know how to cook and I didn't want to piss away money on going out to eat all the time. So that's just what I had. Um, some people don't have that, so you have to work a little harder at finding alternatives. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good plan too to to go, circle back to the first one and track, like put you have the app so you can compare those two things and see is this a good alternative? Is it better? Because almonds, people do that all the time. I cannot tell you. Yeah. They just have almonds because they're healthy. Well, yeah. you don't eat too many. You're right. You can eat a lot of those. Yeah. So what I would have to do, which is a good point, because I don't do it as bad at the house now. I will grab some handfuls. I had those little Ziploc bags, and that was my almond allowance for the day. Um, otherwise, my fat ass would eat a lot of almonds. So I would I would track how many almonds I would want to eat throughout the course of the day. And so for my snack food, I had my almond allowance, and it was because it make different size Ziplocs. So I didn't want to get a big Ziploc for my almond allowance because I'd probably end up throwing more almonds in there. So I got the little guy, and then that was kind of my my daily allowance for for almonds. So yeah, I I agree with you on that one. Hey, that's that's real. Like you're basically, those are like marketing tactics to yourself. Yeah. Use the small bag so it looks full of almonds. Yeah. Even that is like helpful for people. Use a smaller plate. That's why they say that. It's amazing how the human brain brain. works and the shit that you do to um for dieting for me that I would have to do because like I would hide I would not let well she's good about it but I would have to like not put any food at all in the house and if someone in the car like grabbed let's say like mint chocolate chip Oreos I had to throw them out the window um, immediately which pissed off a lot of people because but I know how my brain was I have a hundred percent the control to open the package and dump it out the window I for whatever reason, my brain, I don't have the ability to have it sitting beside me and not eat them. Mm. But I can dump them out the mm-hmm. window. So I have, have pissed off some friends where I threw out their food so we didn't have snack food in the middle of the road trip or whatever because I would just sit there and eat it all. And I know that about me, so I worked around it. You're laughing, aren't you? I love it. <laughs> no, I love this stuff. What's that? Fuck, no, I can't eat just one. It's horrible. <laughs> I mean, and Kaylee, my daughter, makes fun. I'll eat six in one bite. I mean, I have a giant mouth. I'll grab like four and eat them all at one time. Mm-hmm. So I have to get rid of that stuff or I will weigh 400 pounds. I think I, lo- I like this a lot because this is what I tell people, even with hormone stuff, whatever, everything that we do. It'd be nice if there was like one magical thing we could do and one solution. I think everybody knows there's not. So what I try to do with people is kind of this, except on an individual level. It's like, what advantages can we put together for you? We want to get every advantage. So is that hormone therapy, a weight loss med, a dietary strategies that work for you? Because everyone's different. My husband doesn't grab sweets. He'll grab some corn chips or something. 
Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't like. Yeah. She doesn't like sweets. It sucks. I love peanut butter and honey. Like I have a problem. Um, and I'll be the first. I have a portion control problem too. And so, these are the things that I really have to pay attention to. Um, where you, I don't know, can't imagine. You may have a sweet tooth. You don't. I do, feel like I need dessert every meal. Yeah. <laughs> um, like I had a half a Snickers yesterday before breakfast. Yeah. And. And I don't, I'm not advocating for that, but I also don't let things get out of hand and I have some help with that. So having a partner is really, really important as you guys know, like where you're both on the same page. Yeah. Um, I could go off into that, but, um, so I do, I, my whole family's like that. We're all dessert, sweets, pies, all of it, but I start to gather information. So same thing that I do for myself, gather the information. How do I feel when I'm eating like that? Is my training going well? Am I sucking? Um, joints, how do they feel? How is, am I getting bloated every day in the evening? And then just make the changes and then, you know, ways to remind yourself, like, I just don't feel good when I do that. And now, do you suggest for people to eat more uh, snacks than they than the three balanced meals because like I'm more of a two to three hour snacker um, like a two to three hundred calorie every two to three hour you know type of a guy um, it's worked for me like it's strange when I go to other people's well down south there like we come back from the tree stand Supper. you're eating bacon eggs sausage there's a huge meal where I get up and I grab an orange um, like I eat those cutie, they give me shit cause I eat the peel too, but I eat a cutie. Um, so bitter. I know. Right. But well, I like them or I'll throw, I'll literally just take peanut butter and jelly, throw a scoop in my mouth and get out the door. And when I come back, I, Frank's the same way. I snap, I'll grab a hard boiled egg. And the problem is when I, they have the big meal, I can't just go take a little bit of eggs and a little, I eat way too much. But what do you suggest for people to do more of the every three hour meal or a three time meal a day? Or do you think it's just way dependent to dependent upon each different individual? I hate to say that, but I do think it's, it, sometimes it's individual. Like yeah. you don't want to force some people to start eating breakfast if they don't. Um, some people, you know, as they're aging and they need to eat more frequently in order to um, maintain their muscle mass. So mm -hmm. they're needing to get in like more frequent meals. So they can get all better absorption. Um, and again, schedule. So I may want someone to eat three square meals, but their schedule doesn't allow it. And so, you know, maybe they're intermittent fasting and it's that works better for them just overall. Mm -hmm. So I know that's annoying, but I think it depends on the person. No, I, it's good because I try, if someone is overweight, I immediately try to get them to snack all day. For me, because most time if people are overweight, I, I inevitably find out Oh, I eat real. I don't know why I'm still fat. I don't eat all day. And I'm like, what do you eat for dinner? Well, it's like a, you know, 6,000 calorie meal. I mean, like legitimately or it's three a to five meal. And then they're like, and then you have to like pry it out that, well, do you eat anything else before you go to bed? Right. It's like that stuff. It's in the dark. So it doesn't count. Or yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, it's not like that for everyone. I don't mean to like put any connotation out there, but it is common. Like you, you forget things or you take bites of this, but that happens a lot. People are getting hungry and again, don't realize they can't see the portion size. Right. There's a really high level professional people who have trouble eyeballing portion size. Yeah. So that's another denial thing where I'm like, I know you think that you can do it, but if have you ever seen people are putting out pictures of portion size Yeah. and showing you like how hard it is to tell the difference. So, yeah, I tell you, as far as portion size goes, where I, where I was really, um, 
first awakened to what I was eating and the amount of, of calories I, I was taking in and thank God not gaining a lot of weight is when you start packing for a backpack hunt and you're weighing out your food and checking your caloric intake and you're like, you throw in what, you know, the, the, the 400 calories for that specific meal. And it's like the size of a, a business, not a business card, a playing card of that's how much almonds and you know, craisins and whatever your granola mix is, that's 400 calories. And I'm like, fuck me, I must have been eating 4,000 each time, you know. And so that's when portion control really was like a blinking thing to me. It's like, I'm going to starve on this damn backpack hunt because I started like, okay, this little amount is 400 calories and I was eating the bag. Now, obviously I was in denial. You can read the bag and tell, but when you really start breaking that down, reading labels is something I really kind of press upon people not just how many calories, but also what's in those calories where I, which she's seen, it's impressive. I can eat. And if I'm not paying attention, I will eat an entire box of something. And then the next thing you know, it's 2,800 calories. And so I really, I really have to, to watch it. Um, not to keep complaining about me, but I like to eat. So. <laughs> uh, One thing that's cool. I don't even know, honestly, it's new to me as well, but our nutritionist, Sam has a, um, some sort of exchange things she does. So it helps with reading labels and figuring out what you need to do. I, I can't even speak on it really, but I think that's important is those stupid labels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and confusing Learning. too. Yeah. yeah. Well, what else do you think people should kind of take a look at? Um, Nutrition-wise? Yeah, yeah, or anything. Because we're working on an hour here, so really the bottom line is come visit or call Jessica at FitMD. But, um, you know, I think, well, and we don't have to go into it too much farther. You have to kind of take into consideration as I ramble on, because I talk too much, is all the hundreds of emails and messages I get each week of people having issues. And a lot of them is, like what we've been talking about is, I just don't know what to do. You know, like I, I read about this and paleo and keto and I do this and I'm like, man, I... Get aware of processed carbs and sugars. Drink lots of water. After that, you're going to have to figure it out because it's different. I don't think you can argue that drinking a lot of water is good or processed sugars and carbs are bad. But after that, it's so dependent upon one man's um, active lifestyle or one woman's active lifestyle is way different from another's. And mm -hmm. so if you say, well, I leave an active lifestyle... Well, does that mean you work construction and walk up and down stairs? Or does that mean you run three to five miles every morning and hit the gym? And so it, that's something that someone like you and your people really need to break down. Mm -hmm. Or I hit my 10,000 steps for the day and now it's suddenly like that counts as exercise. Yeah. For just as a community, I think that's kind of come up. It's not, it's not the case. Um, it's great. And that's what I was going to say was I really like when people are taking steps. So I think reaching out to you is a step that they're taking. And I think that's awesome. Um so I love that you're making some initial suggestions. And um, so, I mean, I guess sometimes you got to pay a little bit to get some help. The idea is not that you have to keep doing that long term. But I mean, it, it is going to take some investment of not only a little money, but like your time. And you may have everybody's busy. Everybody's working hard and doing the best they can. They're going to have to sacrifice you're Something, right. You're somewhere. way, way more caring and like, oh, everybody's trying. And I'm like, get, 
<laughs> I get more irritated. I'm like, oh, you're telling me you don't have time? Wake up earlier. No. But what actually, what does it cost for what you get your offering um, for somebody to come in on the, like the total, how much does it cost for the blood work and monthly if they're going to do TRT as well as the diet and nutrition side? What's that kind of run? So, um, so right now at FitMD, you come in if you want labs drawn, review, um, an in-body scan to start with, and then obviously an exam and vital signs and stuff. That's uh, 350 for men, 400 for women. You're not obligated to do anything after that. And then treatment programs will depend on what you need. So testosterone for men's like 260 a month, and it's more program-based fees. So if you need 100 milligrams of testosterone or 200, it's, it's the same. It's the management of that. Um, thyroid is kind of separate, so it depends on the dose. Again, it's not like you're paying 65 bucks for thyroid pills. They're not that expensive, but the, you know, my time or the, you know, the clinic, all of that's wrapped up into the monthly fee for thyroid if you need it. Um, peptide therapy, like you were talking about with the CJC, it equates to about 200 a month. Those are kind of the general things. Weight loss medication, like weight loss programs are 150 a month. That would include in-body scans, Phentermine medication and a B12 shot, for example. Um, the nutrition and, and fitness stuff. So um, pricing right now is for the combination. I have to remember this because this is all new numbers. Um, for nutrition and training, there's kind of tiered out levels of that. Mm -hmm. So some basic stuff for people who are like just getting in or they feel like they just need a little bit of help is somewhere around, um, I think, 350 mm -hmm. for both. And you're going to get a really great training plan, um, monthly access to your two, you know, strength and conditioning specialist, a nutritionist that you can either do like phone consult or telemedicine. Mm -hmm. And then um, we use app-based programs. And so you, you have like videos of the, you know, we gave you a workout. You have a video there to explain how to do it. Um, and then there's an, another tier up. I might. Oh, I hope my pricing's not wrong. The you, next they just look at on the yeah, website. Yeah, it's on too. there. It's all on there. The next tier up is kind of a little bit more intense. You get a little more contact, um, and you get a more in-depth nutrition plan, like with an actual meal plan. Um, grocery lists are included, like recipes. How do, so? You have your whole what you're eating. Now, if it's somebody, because this is going to get asked, if it's somebody that's let's say in Kansas. Mm -hmm. um, Will you guys, obviously they can't come in, but will you guys charge and help them out just with a, a nutrition program and some workout advice? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because that's where I really wanted to get you in here was those two things. One mm -hmm. being the, the, the test replacement stuff, but two, we have a lot of people that are living in the sticks and there's no gyms, there's no nothing, and they just don't know enough about dieting. And coming from a life where my hometown was 200 people, I get it. And so... I can't write a dot. Well, I don't have time to type and I hate it. So it's perfect for me to shovel them to you guys. And it's not that expensive considering what you get out of it. And you guys, from what I've talked to you, break it down pretty thoroughly. So it's not like there's going to be room for them to um, screw it up, I guess, in lack of a better term. So, mm -hmm. and you guys will do that? Yeah, we're pretty passionate about the coaching aspect of it because. I mean, you can go online and find programs for yourself. You can do that. And I think, again, like I said, I think it's a great first step. I think it's awesome. A lot of people are going to have success with that. But there's a point where you kind of either don't know what you're doing or you let yourself off the hook is really common. Oh, I'll just do a fewer sets. And a big problem is that people don't have a plan for what they're trying to do. So they're like, 
Oh, I want to lose weight. Okay, I'm going to do these exercise plans. And then they come in, whatever, they don't come in necessarily, but they're like three months later and beating themselves up and feeling negative and having this bad experience, but they didn't, because they didn't do good. And then you realize, well, you didn't have a plan. Like how, I always ask like, how much were you supposed to lose per week? And they have no idea because how would they? So you need help with that. And I think that's just the big part of what we offer is contact. You can ask questions. You can have an actual plan where you know what you're trying to achieve. And it, it is all online and phone based. It's really convenient. It is definitely affordable. Um, and it's it's definitely worth it. What does that what would that cost for the people doing it over the phone? That's that's those are those prices. Okay, yeah. gotcha. That's so. all online based um nutrition training plans. You can kind of pick what level either I guess you can afford or what level you feel like you need. Mm -hmm. Um everybody does like an initial consult. And so as you can tell, I really like to get to know people, ask a lot of questions. Not necessarily it's me doing the consult, but that's kind of the basis for it. So we're going to get to know you really well, and you're going to kind of become like family. So Yeah, you listened to me ramble on for like 25 minutes. That was great. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Well, cool. So let's, um, it's FitMD. Well, give Fit all the, MD, yep. the different info. So um, here in Colorado, you can come in to the clinic at FitMD and see me there. Um fitmdusa.com is the website. And then um, my other one is defiance-health.com. And you told me not to give my Instagram. <laughs> you can. I mean, yeah. you just have people hounding you. <laughs> I totally don't mind people reaching out, but if I get a bunch, then I'm definitely going to get behind. I'm always behind. Um, but they, you can email defiancehealth, it's all together, at gmail.com with questions. Um you can go online and just schedule a medical consult where, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not necessarily becoming your healthcare provider, but I am more than happy to like answer questions, review labs with you, tell you what labs maybe you should get and then review them. Um, probably we'll get into even uh, correspondence with people's regular doctors and just see if we can't get them the care that they need. If they're somewhere where the person's like, I don't know, I don't do that. You know, yeah, I'm happy to help with stuff like that. So, um, that's defiancehealth at gmail.com and then defiance-health.com and then fitmdusa.com if they're here in Colorado. And, um, yeah. Gotcha. I'm and on your Instagram. I am Mrs. Mini Tank. I, it took me a minute. I had to sound it out. I'm like, what is this I supposed to I am Mrs. Mini Tank. Yeah. So is Mr. Mini, uh, Mini, is he a tank? I am Mr. Mini Tank. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's, uh, he was a runner. Yeah. Who is who just abused his body yeah. <laughs> uh, doing that. And so now he, he lifts and stays in shape and yeah. raises our kids and yeah, runs the business and cares about people. No, that's cool. And I can't, I, one of the reasons I'm so passionate about this is I cannot tell anyone enough how much it would have saved me time if I had help because there's so much misinformation and me trying to read magazines, which was cool, um, but it didn't. It doesn't always help, right? And 
And a guy that's wanting to gain muscle or lose fat or do both or get ready for a backpack hunt or whatever, everyone's diet, everyone's body's a little bit different. And so you're skipping a big section that I wish I could have skipped by, by seeking out a professional. So I, I can't suggest it enough for somebody to go take it, uh, you know, check it out. And then also, if you're at that age or you're feeling not so good, I would also suggest getting your blood work done and uh, talking to these guys about that because that has been a huge help for me um, in the last like six months. So cool. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you for coming in. Thank you for having me. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Amy, thanks for coming to visit. She's, she dives in every now and then and listens. We did one last week with this goofy guy, which was super cool, but it was like four hours. So it was like, I had to pee in a bottle like three times. No, I'm just kidding. I, I get had to take so pee nervous breaks. at first and then I'm like, this is so fun. Let's, I could just yeah. keep going. Yeah, this one's super mellow. Well, yeah, what I think we'll do um, is maybe um, circle back in like two months or three months. Um, kind of my uh, progress, because I... I should see more progress when the snow melts because I'm way more active. But mm-hmm. also maybe you'll get kind of an idea of you, if you've been pestered and by how many people from this following. And that might give you more to talk about of obviously not mentioning anybody's names, but meaning, oh, this popped up and, and kind of talk about that stuff, too, if you'd be OK. That'd with be it. awesome. Cool. Maybe you'll have some labs by then, too. That would be so. fun. Yeah, yeah. We had to go off of for I guess that'd be my nine month lab or something. Um, You guys keep help me with adulting really so i'm not i can't even remember but yeah whatever you tell me to do we'll call you schedule you <laughs> yeah so all right well thank you again yes thank you guys all right